Welcome to the awesome pod makes you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema." I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about Marvel Studios Loki season 2 episode 6. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Glorious Purpose written by Eric Martin. The episode is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorehead. It's the 6th series with a Kevin Feige production credit after Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk Attorney at Law and Secret Invasion. This episode has the same title as Loki season 1 episode 1. The episode begins with Loki's line from Avengers where he first interacts with Nick Fury. Loki says, "I am Loki of Asgard and I'm burdened with glorious purpose." For my convenience, I've listed this episode as burdened with glorious purpose. Marvel Studios title sequence begins but in reverse. It transitions to the temporal radiation going berserk over the exterior shot of the TVA as the camera tracks into the loom room. Obi instructs timely on what needs to be done. Loki time slips and takes control. I know Loki attempts to fix things tons and thousands of times but I'm going to number each attempt that I see on screen. Attempt 1. Loki is back. Mobius checks on Loki. Loki wants the loom to be fixed as fast as possible. Timely steps out and spaghettifies. When Loki inquires, "What could we have done differently?" Obi replies, "We took too long." The disco version of a fifth by Beethoven plays. Loki says, "Again, faster." Attempt 2. Obi is about to explain it to Timely, but Loki takes over and finishes off with, "Let's go faster this time." Mobius reacts saying, "This time?" Mobius notices Loki's every move and word. Timely spaghettifies. Attempt 3. It's mostly a repeat of attempt 2 with a variation in Loki's explanation. Loki takes over Obi's explanation and finishes off with, "Let's go a little faster this time." Mobius reacts. "This time?" Timely spaghettifies. Loki says, "Again, not faster." earlier as in he needs to time slip to a earlier moment to successfully execute this attempt 4 loki goes up to miss minutes and pleads his case they need her help in executing the fixing of the loom faster i have no idea if miss minutes agrees in the next shot we see casey and loki drag timely to the loom room loki says time is of the essence loki fails Attempt 5. Loki drags Timely as Sylvie follows them to the loom room. Loki says, "I wasted time and now the time wastes me." That's a reference to Shakespeare's play Richard II. Loki yells, "Don't set the multiplier down." Loki fails. He says, "Again." Attempt 6. Loki pounds on the door and says, "No, come on." Attempt 7. Loki says again. Attempt 8. Loki says again. Attempt 9. Loki says again. Attempt 10. Loki says, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." Timely spaghettifies. Loki says again. Attempt 11. 
Loki rushes through the introductions between Timely and Obi. Sylvie questions, Loki, why are you being so weird? Loki showcases the not-to-scale models and compliments Obi. Loki pushes Timely to volunteer. Loki even jokes that the model looks like Mobius but it's Victor Timely. Loki takes out the throughput multiplier from Timely's bag and shows it to everyone. Obi is uncertain how long it will take for them to assemble the device. This is the kind of urgency I was looking for in episode 4. Loki asks, Obi, how long will it take for me to know everything that you know about mechanics, physics and engineering? Obi inquires, how much do you know? Loki responds, let's assume I don't know much but I'm a fast learner and I'm a god. Obi feels they don't have time for this. Loki insists if he really, really, really had to know how long would it take. Obi says, decades. Timely says, centuries. Loki reacts dejected. The text appears, centuries later. Attempt 12. Loki rushes with the device to the loom room. He gets Timely to scan his aura. Obi worries about the temporal radiation. Loki volunteers Timely for the task. Loki explains everything and reminds Timely to tape his right thumb, left knee and faceplate. Loki tells Casey to widen the voltage and invert the temporal decay. Obi inquires about the iron decoupler. Loki says route it directly with the primary compartment. Casey worries about overheating, but Loki has an explanation for everything he's learnt at all. Mobius comments, better watch out Obi, someone's Loki interjects. Someone's coming for your job, that's right, I'm coming Obi, watch your back. Loki gives Casey the device to give it to Timely. Mobius grabs Loki by the collar and questions, what the shit are you doing? Loki says, trust me. Mobius doesn't trust Loki. Loki assures he knows what he's doing. Mobius doesn't buy it. Loki shows Mobius. Loki instructs Casey to latch Timely's helmet. Loki punches in a bunch of commands on the computer. Mobius now feels confident about the whole thing. Timely is hesitant and feels all of this is too rushed. Loki assures it's the right time. Timely manages to walk the gangway. Loki continues to be supportive from the observation deck. Timely inserts the throughput multiplier and presses the green button but it doesn't work. Loki says, hit the button. It can be a little sticky. Timely presses the button again. It works. Loki asks Timely to return and he's hopeful it will work this time. Everyone celebrates. It's too soon to celebrate. We're not even halfway through the episode. Casey and Obi check to make sure it's working. Obi realizes the readings are off and the loom is overloading again. Loki tries to punch in some commands but it doesn't work. Loki says, that's not possible. Timely says, it's a scaling problem. Obi says, that's what we were adjusting for. Timely says, the loom will never be able to accommodate for an infinitely growing multiverse. You can't scale for infinite. It's like trying to divide by zero. It can't be done. Long story short, they'll never be able to scale. It'll never be enough and the loom will always fail. Sylvie says, it's almost as if as soon as the timeline started branching, this was doomed to happen. This motivates Loki to go back to the Citadel at the end of time. 
When Victor timely apologizes, it's for the first time that I feel sorry for him. Attempt 13 We are back at the Citadel when Loki tries to reason with Sylvie. Loki time slips and takes control. Loki tries to stop Sylvie. Sylvie suggests if Loki wants to stop her, he'll have to kill her. Loki and Sylvie fight and he who remains watches like a spectator. Sylvie kills he who remains. Attempt 14 Loki tries to stop Sylvie. Sylvie suggests he kill her. Sylvie kills he who remains. Attempt 15 The same thing repeats as the camera tracks into the fireplace. Attempt 16 In the elevator, Loki time slips and takes control. When Loki makes his sword disappear with magic, Sylvie attacks he who remains. Loki says, hear me out. Loki fails. Attempt 17. Sylvie suggests Loki will have to kill her. Sylvie aims and throws her sword at he who remains. Loki stops the sword in its tracks. Sylvie summons the sword toward herself. Loki stops Sylvie's sword and points his sword at her. Sylvie suggests he'll have to kill her. Loki can't kill her. Sylvie kills he who remains. Attempt 18 Stop me, kill me, kills he who remains. Attempt 19 Stop me, kill me, kills he who remains. Attempt 20 Stop me, kill me. Loki questions he who remains. Why do you never try to stop her? Fight back. Do something. He who remains takes his amulet slash tempad and freezes Sylvie in time. He who remains asks, So, how many times have you been at this? As per my screen count, 20 times in total and 8 times at the Citadel. Loki asks, What did you do? He who remains says, Oh, come on, you're not telling me you haven't learnt how to pause time yet? I figured you'd be way past that. So, it was he who remains his plan to make Loki time slip so that he gets back in the citadel at the end of time. He who remains says, Don't worry, lover boy. She's okay. But she's in the eye line. So why don't we just... He who remains uses his amulet slash tempad to make Sylvie disappear. He who remains says, So this isn't the first time we've had this conversation, is it? Loki asks, How do you know? He who remains says, I know about the slipping. And who do you think paved that road? Uh-huh, there it is. He who remains admits that it was all his doing. He was never going to let Sylvie kill him. It was all part of his plan. Loki was delusional to think that he could stick it to the system. No, reincarnation, baby. I don't get his convoluted concept of reincarnation, but okay. Loki explains. We die with the dying, we're born with the dead. It's a T.S. Eliot quote from a poem, Little Gidding. He who remains thinks it's way beyond Loki's comprehension. He allows Loki to go through it a couple of hundred times before he's ready to have a conversation. He who remains brings Sylvie back and unfreezes her. Loki pauses time and freezes Sylvie. Loki says, and what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? This was Loki indicating he's way ahead of He Who Remains. He Who Remains is surprised, but he tries to deflect saying Loki is his favourite. He Who Remains makes Sylvie disappear. 
He who remains says, So, seems you figured it all out, hmm? He who remains makes fun of Victor Tynley's stutter. He guesses that they have a problem with the temporal loom. It's not a problem. He who remains reveals temporal loom is a fail-safe. Its primary function is to delete the branches that aren't supposed to be there. Only sacred timeline. TVA is just collateral damage. Loki says, what a waste of time. He who remains warns that his variants are already out there. Loki is persistent he will find them. He who remains is like there are too many. Loki won't stop. He who remains dismisses and invalidates Loki's determination. Loki says, it's never stopped me before. He who remains replies, I know champ. Don't you dare call him champ. He who remains continues, but the outcome of this equation remains, remains the same. You lose. Loki says, I know, I know. Loki gets up from the chair, walks around a little and looks at the chalkboard and realizes. Loki says, I'll change the equation. I'll break your loom. He who remains is still singing the same tune. The loom prevents a brutal war. He who remains claims that Loki could experience peace because he was sitting and watching at the end of time. Bullshit. His life was one chaotic event after another. He who remains believes he made the tough choices and that's why he gets the big chair. He believes what he's offering is mercy. It's far from mercy. Loki sees through the cracks of he who remains his fake promises. He who remains does everything to serve only himself. Loki says, no, I'll find another way. He who remains brings Sylvie back and tells Loki to make the hard choice and kill her. Loki walks up to Sylvie. Mobius's voice pours in. What are you gonna do? Attempt 21. We are now at the time theater when Mobius interrogates Loki. Loki time slips and takes control. Loki predicts everything that Mobius is about to do during the interrogation. When Loki questions Mobius how does he do what he needs to do, Mobius narrates a story of a hunter, probably him, who wasn't able to prune a child once, so his partner had to make the hard choice instead. Mobius couldn't see the big picture at that moment in time. Mobius says, most purpose is more burden than glory. Who was his hunter partner, you ask? Loki guesses, Renslayer. She did the hard thing. There was no comfort in that. You choose your burden. Loki thanks Mobius. He shakes his hand and things around him start to spaghettify. I wonder why that was. It's Mobius's words that propel Loki to make the hard choice, to choose his burdened glorious purpose. If this is not love, I don't know what is. Love helps you become a better version of yourself. Mobius and Loki have been doing that for each other since day one. Attempt 22. We are at A.D. Doug's workspace. Everyone around Loki and Sylvie are spaghettifying. Loki pauses time and has a conversation with Sylvie. He shares all that he's learnt during his many attempts to save all the branches. Loki is out of options. He's tried everything. Sylvie knows where Loki is headed, stopping the killing of he who remains. So he has to kill Sylvie. So what are you waiting for? Her blessing? She's not gonna give that to you. Loki checks with Sylvie. What do I do? It's the sacred timeline or nothing. 
Sylvie argues that there's anyway death, destruction and injustice down here. Sylvie questions, do you really want to be the god who takes away everyone's free will so you can protect that? Loki responds, but what good is free will if everyone's dead? Sylvie says, and who are you to say we can't die trying? Who are you to decide we can't die fighting? You are replacing one nightmare with another. That's the spirit, Sylvie. Never give up, never surrender. She's lived in enough apocalypses to know that sometimes it's okay to destroy something. Loki says, if, if, there's a hope that you can replace that thing with something better. Loki time slips and disappears. Attempt 23. We are in the loom room when Victor timely scans his aura. Loki time slips and takes control. There's a round trolley shot of Loki as it dawns upon him what he needs to do. He's all teary-eyed and he steps down to the gangway. Mobius is the first one to notice. Mobius and Sylvie follow after Loki. Loki shuts the door behind him. Mobius and Sylvie wonder what Loki is up to. They pound on the door. Loki turns to look at them and smiles. Loki says, I know what I want. I know what kind of god I need to be. For you. For all of us. That's a reference to Loki's line from the movie Thor when he's dangling from the broken Bifrost bridge. I recently learnt that it was Tom Hiddleston's idea to use this line here. It was absolutely genius of Tom. It was like finishing off Iron Man's character arc with the line, And I am Iron Man, before he snaps his fingers in Endgame. Back to Loki. Because Loki is looking at both Mobius and Sylvie, he's addressing the both of them. Loki opens the doorway using magic. As he walks the gangway, he's hit by bolts of temporal radiation. Sylvie says, I need to get out there. Sylvie runs back up. Mobius looks horrified and runs back up too. The temporal radiation strips away Loki's TVA uniform. Underneath, a new Loki costume emerges with cape, a kintsugi headband with horns that grow and bend, and a pair of loafers. Loki uses his sorcery to release the timeline from the loom rings. The loom is destroyed. The branches start to die. Loki grabs one of the dying branches and infuses it with his magic. The moment he lets go of the branch, it starts to die again. Obi says, the branches are dying. Loki grabs the branches one by one and infuses them with his magic while holding them together. When Loki turns to take a look at his friends one last time, a rift opens to the end of time. Loki paves the way for himself as he walks on the broken gangway taking all the branches with him. Sylvie says, he's giving us a chance. Loki carries the branches with him to the broken citadel rock. The gold flows through the floor making a throne for Loki. Loki takes his throne and creates a Yidrasil. Yidrasil is the Nordic tree of life. In my For All Time Always podcast, I had said Loki is a living, breathing example of free will. And he infuses the multiversal Yidrasil tree of life with life and free will. That's the reason the wall engraving of the Yidrasil tree in Captain America the First Avenger contained the Tesseract. The text appears after. The TVA poster reads, Let's grow together, nurture our nature for a stable future. B-15 appreciates the people for their work at the TVA. Obi brings Miss Minutes back online. 
B15 checks with Obi if Miss Minutes won't kill them all. Obi shrugs his shoulders indicating he has no clue. Mobius shares reports on variants of He Who Remains with B15. TVA monitors the variants of He Who Remains and ensures that they don't know about the TVA's existence. So what did you guys do with Victor Timely? Erase his memories? Now TVA is more of a Kang variants authority. B15 checks with Mobius if the variant of He Who Remains knows about the TVA's existence. Mobius informs that the He Who Remains variant created a ruckus in 616 adjacent realm but they handled it. They are discussing the events that took place in the quantum realm during Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. One of the photographs is of Kang burning everyone out of time. The other photograph is of Kang's time chair engine core. Mobius has his timeline file on his desk. He walks up to the corridor posters. B-15 informs that Casey will get them down. Mobius wants them to remember the past unlike before when their memories were wiped. Because those who don't remember the past are doomed to repeat it. Mobius wants to leave the TVA because Loki is not there anymore. He needs to go and see what exactly is it that they've been protecting all this time. B-15 assures that there'll always be a place for Mobius in the TVA. B-15, Casey and Obi will miss Mobius. Mobius brushes his foot against the word time over the TVA insignia on the floor. The war room is more like a meeting room now. Obi unboxes the second edition of the TVA handbook written by Ouroboros and Victor Timely. Way to give him credit, Obi. We see a young Victor Timely making candles. He turns to look toward the window but nothing's there. Ravona Renslayer wakes up in the void. She notices the pyramid and the sphinx in the distance. Maybe it's a tease for Pharaoh Rama Tut. A little ahead of Renslayer, the wind removes the grass and you can see a version of the TVA with the insignia for all time always. Renslayer reacts seeing Elias, but the audience doesn't get to see it this season. Renslayer is determined as she faces Elias. Mobius watches himself and his two sons playing from afar. Sylvie walks through a time door to check up on Mobius. Sylvie feels weird that Loki is not around anymore. Mobius agrees with Sylvie. Sylvie hopes to see Mobius around. Where are both of them gonna go? Sylvie shrugs her shoulders. Mobius wants to wait there for a little while and let time pass. Sylvie walks away through a time door. So she's still in possession of he who remains as tempath slash amulet. Loki watches over Mobius and Sylvie with tears in his eyes. The words of Mobius echo, let time pass. I know this brings Loki's story a full circle but it's so tragic. He's all alone. Frigga would be so proud of Loki's sacrifice. In fact, his entire family would be. But Frigga in particular knew of Loki's potential. I need a reunion scene between Frigga and Loki. I need a reunion scene between Thor and Loki. The sun needs to shine on these brothers. Thank you, Tom Hiddleston, for playing Loki to absolute perfection for 14 years, which includes six movies and two seasons of Loki. Loki will always be synonymous with you. You embodied Loki like no one else could. And I mean no disrespect to Richard E. Grant, who knew one of the Yggdrasil trees of life could wreck you and how. I am heartbroken and hurt because Loki is alone. Mobius is alone. 
After serving her purpose, Sylvie wanted to be by herself, so I guess that's okay. But in what world is that okay for Loki? Of course he got a throne and sacrificed his happiness to give his friends a fighting chance. I hope someday Loki gets to be okay. Until then, I'm gonna be just as sad. Loki title sequence begins and follows it up with the end credits. I too am gonna let time pass. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Good Pods. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.